Hello, hello, and welcome back to another episode of General Conference Conversations, the podcast where we have conversations about General Conference. I'm your host, Kaylin, and I'm super excited to be here with you today discussing the words of Christ's chosen leaders. So let's get right into it. Today we are talking about um, when to receive your patriarchal blessing by... I'm going to totally butcher his name, and I feel so bad about it, at least his first name, Kazuhiko Yamashita. Um, And this, again, we are still in the Sunday morning session, um, about halfway through actually, and as you can probably tell, this whole talk is about patriarchal blessings, which is very exciting. Um, this is not the first time patriarchal blessings were talked about, which we will also talk about. <laughs> but of course, before I dive in, I encourage you to read and or watch and or listen to this talk on your own before you come listen to me talk about it. So you can get your own inspirations and questions and promptings and let the spirit take you where the spirit needs to take you <laughs> before coming and listening to me and hopefully I can add something with personal experience or a connection or a question that I might ask. Um, I don't really have questions this time. I have invitations um, and you can probably see where this is going, but I will wait until I actually get to that part. But to start, he mentions um, also the talk that was in, it was in one of the Saturday sessions, let me check his other Bennett. So it was the Saturday afternoon session. Other Bennett talked about patriarchal blessings. Um, and so of course, repetition, if there's something that's repeating, there's a theme, there's a, a topic, we should probably pay attention to it. Um, but of course, Elder Yamashita, his entire talk is about patriarchal blessings. And if you remember, Elder Bennett talked about, um, his talk was called Your Patriarchal Blessing Inspired Direction from Heavenly Father. So I guess it's the entire talk as well. (laughs) But he talked about like his parents got divorced when he was young and like having his patriarchal blessing to guide him throughout his life especially after that major event happened was really really helpful and elder yamashita talks about um visiting with stake patriarchs when he goes to state conferences and asking about their experiences and what it's like and he has asked like who the youngest and oldest people they've given a patriarchal blessing to has been. He says so far the youngest is 11 and the oldest is 93. And this is something that I really, really love about patriarchal blessings. There are so many ordinances and like rites of passage, I guess you could say, like milestones, church milestones um, that are within our culture that are tied very tightly to an age or an age range, right? Like you get baptized at eight. Um, And then, you know, you go to the temple for the first time when you are 12. You get the priesthood if you're a young man at 12. And 
you go on a mission usually between 18 and 22 or whatever like that one's a little bit but it's still like early 20s usually and there's also kind of a cultural expectation of when you get married and when you have kids um and of course along with marriage and mission and stuff is um initiatory endowment and sealing ordinances as well and so even if there's not like a oh you're past 25 you can't get endowed or oh you're past 30 you can't get sealed like there's not a there's not a time limit of course there's not a time limit an age limit for getting baptized or for whatever missions are different because they do have a little bit of age stuff but so many big milestones like that are culturally tied to a specific age and so it's like, oh, well, oh, you haven't gotten, you didn't go on a mission when you were 18 or you didn't go on a mission until you were 26. That's like blows people's minds. Um, and even more so when it's like not a convert, right? And so I think it's so fascinating to me that, that patriarchal blessings don't have that in my mind. But there's kind of a thing, right? You're like, oh, around when you're in high school, like, kind of right um but there's not you don't have to be a certain age to get a patriarchal blessing and there's not a limit of like oh you're 35 and you haven't gotten it yet you can definitely still get it <laughs> absolutely and so i think it's it's really fascinating like it's just it's when you are ready and of course like you said the youngest is 11 i don't think i've I, obviously i've never heard of anything anybody younger than that getting one um and so it is there is like an understanding threshold of like understanding gospel principles enough to understand what a patriarchal blessing is and what it's telling you and the significance of it um but there's not a, a limit and there's not a, like a minimum age that you have to have when you get it and so i i got mine right before my senior year of high school um but, and so I know like a lot of my friends, a lot of the young women that I work with get it around when they're in high school, right? It's a very challenging time for a lot of people, especially once you get to the end of that high school experience, you're making big decisions about your life, about school and missions and marriage and just like what you want to do with the rest of your life, right? You're becoming an adult and that that comes with a lot of stress. And so having a, your patriarchal blessing makes sense at that time. That's how it made sense for me i was trying to figure out where to go to school and what i wanted to do and all of that jazz and so um so i know of a lot of people who do that but there's also people who wait till they're in college or they wait until later on in life or there are converts just like anything else um they're not going to get it and obviously until they're baptized <laughs> and so they're not going to get it till 35 or 93 and so that's something that's just like really cool to me and interesting to think about that this is one of the only things that doesn't have a super solid cultural age range limit thing if that makes any sense anyway so and he talks about he got his when he was 19 two years after he was baptized um and it was a very powerful experience for him. 
And he also talks about how a lot of individuals receive their patriarchal blessings before serving a mission around that age, right? Like I was just talking about. But then he very clearly says they are not just for preparation for a mission. They can, you can receive your patriarchal blessing when the time is right for you. And that comes, he, he footnotes directly to the general handbook um, talking about that. And I, and I think that's gotten more um, common for other ordinances as well. Uh, baptism, not so much. It's very, it's still very culturally like you get baptized at eight. Um, but with the rest of the ordinances, initiatory endowment and sealing, um, especially for women, it, it used to be that you didn't get endowed unless you went on a mission or you got married. And so guys, the young men are more likely to go on a mission, right? Not completely. It's not like a hundred percent of them go on a mission. They're more likely to go on a mission. So they're more likely to get endowed just for that purpose. Um, with young women, it is not, not as expected, right? It's, it's kind of optional. It's more optional for young women than it is for young men. And so if you're not going on a mission and you're not getting married, you might have waited until you were 30 or 31 or whatever when a, like a state president was like, okay, fine, like you're, you're old enough. <laughs> Which sounds very patronizing to me, but that's just me. Anyway, I have a friend who was told that, that she couldn't, she wasn't going to get her endowments until like mission or getting married. And she was like, I have prospects for neither right now. I really would like to get my endowments. And so she waited until she got to the YSA ward in her area and they were like, they were more kind of open to that. Um, but one of the female leaders, and I can't remember who it is off the top of my head, but it was just recently, um, I think I even did an episode about this talk because I remember being like super excited about it, but I cannot remember who said it. She talked about um, that, I think she was talking she was talking specifically to the women. Maybe it was in a women's conference. This is really gonna bug me. I should have looked this up before. Um, she talks about like when you are ready it doesn't have to be tied to a mission or or getting married when you are ready you can get your endowments um and so i think that's becoming kind of more culturally appropriate in our in our church culture to not have it tied so much to either ages or events um but I think patriarchal blessings have just never been that way. There's kind of like a, oh, you kind of usually get it around here, but it's not like a, you have to, or you're doing it wrong, right? So, um, he highly encourages, he's like, if you're an adult and you do not have your patriarchal blessing, don't worry, it's not too late. I highly encourage you to go and get it. Uh, talk to your bishop and it's, definitely great also if you're a new member and you don't know what a patriarchal blessing is this is what it is and it's fantastic and you should also talk to your bitch about getting it so he talks about two specific purposes for a patriarchal blessing your personal counsel from the lord and your lineage in the house of israel um and he talks about the lineage as being like it's your connection to the abraham covenant 
specifically, which is kind of not how I've always heard it talked about. I always heard it like, oh, well, then you have to figure out your duties, right? Like, I'm, your lineage is to this son, this tribe of Israel, and their, their duties, their promises, their whatever, um, was this. And so this is kind of your duty, right? And so I think it was cool, thought it was cool that he was like, no, 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 this is, this is your, connection to this amazing covenant that God made with all of Abraham's descendants um, and you are part of that you are part of the Abraham you are part of Israel you are part of the covenant people whether you are you know adopted in or of like literal lineage right I thought that was really cool and then he talks about of course the counsel from the Lord and This has been said many, many times, but of course, he says again, he says, a patriarchal blessing is not going to map out your life or answer all of your questions. It does, if it doesn't mention an important life event, do not take that to mean you won't have that opportunity. Likewise, there is no guarantee everything in your blessing will come to pass in this life. A patriarchal blessing is eternal, and if you live worthy, promises that are not fulfilled in this life will be granted in the next. And so that's something that has been talked about a lot, right? Um... It's not like a, you're not seeing into the future per se, um, but you are giving guidance and pointing out gifts that you currently have or that you may develop as you go throughout your life. And, and that it is eternal, that there are blessings that could be in there that you won't see until the next life. Um, that it will all it's like it's it's promised that it will all come true we, we believe that it will all come true so that's pretty cool um i've i've talked about talked about my patriarchal blessing on this um this podcast before i haven't read it recently and that's on me i, I need to do that but i remember getting it um like i said it was um december before my senior year it was a really rough time for me um just all over mentally and emotionally my dad had gotten a really bad car accident a uh, year before year before and i was going into my senior year i'm the oldest kid like first person like first kid to like leave the house figure all of this stuff out like i didn't have any older siblings to help me with any of that um I knew I was going to go on a mission, but I wasn't sure when, and I wasn't sure what school I was going to go to, where I wanted to actually study. Um, just a lot of stuff, right? Just like normal, I'm going to be an adult soon, and this is stressful, on top of kind of other things that had been going on at the time. And so it was a really good place. It was a really good time in my life for me to get the, my patriarchal blessing, and it it... It helped a lot and obviously it still does um i remember the overwhelming feeling though of just being known and that was so powerful as someone who i often feel powerless in my life and to know to feel, to believe that the greatest being in the universe knows me 
and wants to like help me, wants to like give me advice and like sneak peek preview, right? Wants to point out all of my gifts that he's given me. That was powerful. That was like, I've never had an experience like that again. And it was so interesting because there was stuff in there that I was not expecting. Um, there was one paragraph that talked specifically about school and I cried through the whole thing because I was so stressed. So stressed about how I was going to pay for it and where I was going to go and what I was going to do. I had some amazing blessings about education and like the importance of education in my life. And then there was two paragraphs about the temple. And we had chatted, obviously, like we chatted talk with the patriarch beforehand a little bit and I knew him in passing I didn't know him super well I knew him by name and like I knew who he was obviously and so we we chatted in passing bef beforehand and I'm sure I mentioned the temple I, I don't remember what he asked me or you know what I told him but I already had very deep deep love for the temple um that I had never really told anybody about because I didn't really understand it myself. Um, obviously at the time I had only ever done baptisms, but even just being on the grounds was such a peaceful place for me. I just, and still to this day, even if I don't have time where I don't feel mentally up for going inside and doing initiatories or doing endowments or something like that. Just going and sitting on the grounds of the temple, like most peaceful place on earth, I can just never be sad there. <laughs> like I can pour out all my emotions and just be. And I had already started to cultivate that love of the temple and I had never, like I hadn't really told my, talked to my parents about it. We didn't have a temple close by, it was a two and a half hour drive and so I didn't get to go super often but the times that I did, I just, I never felt more home than I did on the grounds of the temple. And so there's this whole paragraph about how I will flee to the temple in times of crisis and that it will be like this shining amazing beacon for me in my life and I absolutely lost it because like the school stuff okay like you can you can guess that right I'm going into my senior year and I'm worried about school and I'm worried about paying for school who isn't worried about paying for school and student loans and just kind of not not like normal stuff right it wasn't just like generic um and as I've lived, as I've, you know, over the last be eight years, like that I've had it, I look back and I'm like, oh yeah, that's not generic. That is very tailored to me, particularly in me in my life. But at the time, sometimes it, it can feel kind of generic of like, okay, cool, like I have a testimony of Jesus Christ. I, I knew that, <laughs> right? But that paragraph about the temple blew my socks off. And it was that that I was like, okay, he knows. This is all, this is, this is legit. Like, I believe that this is truly like a messenger of God. And I still think that like, I, I read my patriarchal blessing and I'm like, yeah, that's, thanks. 
thank you so much. It's like a letter to me and it's great. Um, and of course, as it says, it's not gonna, it doesn't map out my entire life. It gives little hints and like common things talking about like being married and things like that and going on a mission. That was another thing. It mentions a very in passing a mission. It was just like, it will serve you on a mission. And it wasn't just like, you were going to go on a mission. You're absolutely going to go on a mission. It was just like, God knew that I, that was already in my plan. And so he was like, yeah, it's already in your plan. You're, duh, you're going to go. It was just like okay, another confirmation for me that I, that was something that I should do. That was a choice that I was going to make. And this is, uh, he quotes um, President Monson. And I really like this quote as an analogy that President Monson uses. He says, President Thomas S. Monson explained, the same Lord who provided a Liahona for Lehi provides for you and for me today a rare and valuable gift to give direction to our lives, to mark the hazards to our safety, and to chart the way, even safe passage, not to a promised land, but to our heavenly home. And I've heard that analogy before, right, of a patriarchal blessing being like the Liahona. Um, but it never quite struck me the same way as I was reading it this time. I was like, oh yeah, duh, that makes sense. And even um, Elder Yamashita talks about like, it's personal scripture. It's gonna change, not change meaning, change meaning. Like the, the meaning of a phrase is going to be different now than it was 10 years ago. And he talks about that. He's like, it's different for me now than when I was 30 and when I was 50. Um, the words don't change, but I see them in a different way through my experiences. And I've, you know, how many times you go through and read the Book of Mormon and you're like, was that phrase there before? Or like, wow, that phrase hit me in a way different way than it did that it did then than it does now. I read the Book of Mormon and I, I think about it like some of the things being so, so important and like critical to me as a missionary that they're, they're, they're equally as cool and critical, but like in a very different way because I'm not a set apart missionary anymore. I don't wear a badge and things like that. And so it just, it applies to my life differently now than it did then. So, and I want to end with this quote because it's literally just what I was talking about and it's so beautiful and amazing. Um, he says, brothers and sisters, I bear my witness that Heavenly Father and his beloved and only begotten son, the Lord Jesus Christ live. They love us. Patriarchal blessings are sacred gifts from them. When you receive your blessing, you will realize and feel how they love you and how they focus on you individually. And that's also, that's another um, kind of theme that we've had in here the last, this, in this conference has been, they are involved in your life, not just in the life of people on earth, but they are involved in your you individually they know you and they are doing things to help you <clears throat> and that was how i felt that was i i felt seen and loved and just pure joy and pure peace through like hearing the words of god about me and my life and seeing and seeing my potential through him i talked about that a little last last uh, episode right about seeing other people the way God sees them and what comes along with that is then seeing yourself how God sees you that was I talked about um 
that was a great gift I was given on my mission that I was able to see the love, even just a fraction of the love that God had for the people that I was interacting with. And what came with that was, wow, if God loves these people so much, he must love me too. And I went the other way too, like how I can feel the love of God. And if God loves me this much, man, he must really love these people too. So it goes both ways. Um, and I think that that also helps like when you see the potential that God sees in you. It's a great confidence booster <laughs> for one. And it gives us something to strive for. It gives us something to develop. Um, reading through and seeing the the blessings that you're promised and also the gifts that you have that God's like, oh yeah, you have this gift is so cool. As a missionary, my one of my very first transfers, I was on a an exchange with a, a leader, a sister training leader, and she talked about her um, district did this, that they went through in a district council, I mean, not out loud, but it was like an invitation from a district council to go through your patriarchal blessing and like find your gifts and promised blessings and then make goals um, about like based on those for your mission and it was really cool to do that to like like specifically apply it to what was going on in my life right then um and those goals now if i went into that now would be way different than the goals that i was setting as a missionary but it would be the same words it would be the same gifts just using them in different ways so to go off of that um I have like a half invitation, half question. Um, and it's honestly just based on if you've gotten your patriarchal blessing or not. If you've received your patriarchal blessing, I invite you to read it. And if you haven't, have you thought about getting it? Um, of course, as he says, it's when you're ready. And so I don't want to be like, oh, you haven't gotten it yet. Go get it. Um, but have you thought about it? Have you discussed it with your bishop or with friends and family and whatever? Have you talked to them about it? I think they're really cool and when you're ready, I highly encourage you to go get it. And if you have received your Pritrical Blessing, read it. Absolutely read it. I had, I had a companion who had hers laminated and she would go through, I don't remember how often it was, but she had like a dry erase marker that she would go through and highlight certain things. I had a companion who annotated hers, which was like a beautiful amazing um i never got that detailed i had an elder that i served with who studied his patriarchal blessing once a week every sunday and he had a specific study journal for his patriarchal blessing that he would make notes in every time he studied it and i was like you are going above and beyond and i love it so but yeah i, I highly encourage you to read it even if you're not going to go that like super hard onto it of like studying or like making a journal or something like that but to read it through especially if you haven't in a long time to remind yourself of what what god thinks about you because you're pretty cool in his eyes and you're pretty cool just in general and to hear that and to see that again is 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 very special um so that's what i've got for the talk as for further reading of course the first thing i have down is your biblical blessing <laughs> um and then he, the talk that he 
quotes by President Monson is your patriarchal blessing, um, a liahona of light, and that's from the October 1986 General Conference. And then he also footnotes patriarchal blessings by Dal and Eight Jokes. It's a worldwide leadership training meeting from January of 2005. I'm not sure how you can access that. I'm sure there's somewhere, um, but he does footnote that if that's something you want to look farther into. He also, there's a couple of footnotes also to uh, True to the Faith and like I said earlier to the General Handbook. And so those are also good places. There's also gospel topics, essays, and the topical guide and things like that uh, where you can learn more about patriarchal blessings themselves if that's something that you're curious about so yeah all good places to go if you want to to find some further study to look into things more <laughs> um i'll put all those in the show notes as well so that you can hopefully find those um that's all i've got for you this today this talk um, but thank you so much for listening and or watching this episode of General Conference Conversations. I, as always, am on Facebook and Instagram um, at General Conference Conversations. Um, you can follow me there. You can subscribe on YouTube. You can follow me on your podcatcher of choice. I love also hearing from you via email, message, comments, reviews, whatever, having conversations with people. I love it. And all of that will be linked to you for you in the show notes if you are interested. And I will talk to you all next time.